You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today I am talking the TV deal announcements from the USFL, diving into some of the details, going over some of the things that were said as we work our way closer and closer to the start of USFL Season 2. And I think we got some pretty big news here and some good changes that I'm really excited about to see for the league going into their second season. So my USFL fans, comment down below. How are you feeling about the news? We're obviously going to go into some details now. So follow along, comment along as you're going through the video. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Now, diving straight into it, we'll start things off with kind of what their goal was going into this announcement here and what they wanted to do going into season two. Their basic goal was to just enhance the media exposure of the league. So this is coming straight from uh, Sports Business Journal. I almost said Fox here because there's a lot of Fox going on in this. Sports Business Journal. An area of emphasis for Fox and NBC was to schedule games after more popular programming, allowing more fans to sample the USFL games. Fox will carry USFL games after NASCAR Cup races and MLB games, while NBC has a primetime game scheduled right after the Kentucky Derby. Bill Wanger of Fox Sports, he is the executive vice president and head of programming and scheduling, said that 60% of USFL games will have high-quality lead-in type of programming. And then NBC Sports president of acquisitions and partnerships, John Miller, kind of doubled down on that, saying, our big contribution, quite honestly, is that we were adamant that we did not want to begin the season until after the Masters. Our feeling is that with the Super Bowl, you're used to seeing the best of the best in the start football the week after with what's not the same level of football that you're used to seeing doesn't do anybody any favors. Also, I think People need a break. Shots fired there. Wink, wink. Elbow nudge to the other spring league playing football games right now. So both of those thoughts there are actually, I think, key to kind of what's going on here. The fact that they're emphasizing lead-in programming for the second season to try to get as many eyes as possible on the USFL, I think, is going to be key. You don't want them coming in on a Saturday and some random general programming that people are watching that, you know, nobody necessarily, they're not, I don't want to say nobody because Fox and NBC obviously pull large viewerships, but you want important things leading into these games because you have more people there and to see football just kind of pop on your screen will peak a lot of people. You're sitting around on a Saturday or a Sunday, you're watching the Derby. Like they were saying, the Kentucky Derby is going to be a lead in for one of the primetime games there. And suddenly, boom, you have yourself some football on probably not expecting to see football if you don't know what's going on with the USFL. And so you're pleasantly surprised. And next, thing you know you're an hour in and you're like wow I'm watching football in the spring this is kind of enjoyable so I like the idea of that I think that's really big for the exposure of the league I would also like to see them emphasize a little bit more on the social media side of things I'm not a a social media expert by any means but I will say one thing that I've seen from the XFL is just the amount of engagement and it feels like they have legit social media teams that are very very aggressively engaging their audience and I really want to feel that from the USFL as well and that was even prior to their season start but it feels even more so going into this season as they work their way through now. 
As for what NBC Sports President of Acquisitions and Partnerships John Miller said, uh, I think I kind of agree with the whole idea of people needing a break of fo from football right at the end of the Super Bowl and then taking a little bit of time. There is so much that goes on with the NFL during this time frame from the end of the Super Bowl to leading up to when they start their games, which also has like an overlap with the NFL draft as well. I think it's not a bad idea to kind of take a step back and go, whew, take a breather, just wrapped up the NFL season, give it a little bit of time. And then once that like first month goes by, you start to go, okay, you know, we're ready for some football. Free agency is going on right now. A lot of excitement. People are looking forward to seeing players getting picked up and brought to their teams. And then suddenly you're kind of getting eager now. You want to see some football. You want to see some things going. And with summer going on, you obviously have the training camps and everything. It's nice to kind of have that satiate, like that satiated desire to, or it's nice to satiate the desire to have, excuse me, football during that time frame. So giving yourself a little bit of break during this kind of off period for the NFL makes a lot of sense to me, and I'm here for it. I will say that I have not really been watching the XFL. Um, I thought I would tune in more than I actually have been, but between just being busy and just, I don't know, a lack of interest, I guess, on my end, which is a me thing more than anything else. I just, it's been nice to kind of have a break from watching football games for a little bit before I dive right back into the USFL. And then after the USFL is over, I get like another month or two off before I dive into preseason football for the NFL. So I do kind of agree with the idea of taking a break there. Now, as for the, this is probably the biggest thing out of this entire announcement as well, too, before I even dive into this. And I've got to say, I'm super pumped about this. All 43 USFL games will, in bold letters, will be televised. My biggest complaint from last season was having to, and, and I'm a Peacock subscriber. Uh, I have a very cheap intro deal for it, and I did last year as well. Uh, but I, I will say that if I wasn't a Peacock subscriber, but I was somebody who wanted to tune into these USFL games, I would have been kind of irritated about it. And also for me, I don't want, I like going to Peacock for things that aren't live. I learned I'm a wrestling fan. So, I mean, I use that for pretty much my only piece of live programming. Other than that, like if I'm going to Peacock, I want it to be for something that I'm going for on demand. I don't want to be going there for something like football. So with that, I'm excited to see that they've abandoned the Peacock-only games, but they're still allowing the people that maybe enjoyed it to still have an opportunity to watch the games that would have been there, or even more games this season because of the way they're structuring the entire schedule now with USA Network and with NBC in general. I'm excited that it's not mandatory, but it is an option for those who maybe did enjoy it. I just wasn't one of those people. Fox Sports is going to get the very first couple of games, that Saturday doubleheader on Saturday, April 15th. They'll get the Stars versus Showboats and then the Generals versus the Stallions. NBC Sports will get their first game on Sunday, the 12 p.m. game between the Panthers and Gamblers. And then FS1 is going to host the first Sunday primetime game at 6.30 between the Maulers and Breakers that Sunday night. But as for the 43 games altogether, so you can kind of have an idea as to how this is all being split and divvied up. There's going to be obviously 43 games. You have 40 regular season games and then the three playoff games. We'll see after that. 13 of those games are going to be primetime games split between Fox, FS1, and NBC. So you won't see any primetime games on USA Network. Fox is getting 25 of those games. 18 of them are going to be on Fox, the actual channel. And then seven of them are going to be on FS1, so Fox Sports 1. So if you don't have that channel and you're somebody who, you know, you get the regular Fox station but not the other station, you're going to miss out on some games there. So there is that because I believe FS1 is kind of a premium thing depending on what it is you use to watch TV. 
NBC has 18 of the games. 11 of them are going to be on the NBC station. The other seven are going to be on USF, uh, USA, and I almost said USFL there, on the USA network. And that is also, I, I believe, an, another one of those premium channels, technically. I, I, at some, I have YouTube TV now, so I get all of this. But I remember at some point when I had cable, I had like NBC, but I didn't have USA. And I had Fox, but I didn't have FS1. So some of you cable people, you might not necessarily get these games, but... And this is, I guess, a, a nice little plug for YouTube. Uh, you guys do get all these stations that we're talking about here on YouTube TV. And it's $65 a month and only 54 And I'm not being paid for this, but I think it's a pretty sweet deal. You get all those cable channels, 65 bucks a month, but it's, fifty, I believe, $55 a month, your first three for the intro. So not a bad deal if you're somebody looking to get yourself out of cable and into the digital side of things. It seems to kind of be transitioning over that way. Plus... YouTube TV now has the rights to Sunday tickets. So if you're an NFL fan, more benefits there. But enough free advertising for Google and YouTube. Uh, with all that in mind, as I had mentioned, NBC getting those 18 games split between the 11 on NBC and 7 on USA. I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. Every single game that's on NBC and USA... NBC owns Peacock, you will be able to watch those games there. So like I mentioned earlier, I was not a fan of having to go to Peacock to watch the games. But if you were somebody who did enjoy that, or you just happen to be a Peacock subscriber, you can catch some of those games, especially if you're somebody who doesn't have USA. This is where Peacock kind of comes in handy. I'm pretty sure it's like five bucks a month for the basic. So you get that. And then you have yourself access to at least seven other games you probably wouldn't otherwise have if you don't have the USA network. So that option is available for those who do like it, but I'm happy that it's not a mandatory thing. 22 of the games are going to be held on Saturday. The other 21 games are going to be held on Sunday. So I'm happy to see that there's going to be consistency with the scheduling. I know that the NFL does like Thursday night football and Monday night football and obviously Sunday football and Saturday when you get late into the year. I think for the USFL, it's in like these spring leagues as a whole, because I'm not a fan of how spread out some of the XFL games are. Like the fact that there's games on Thursday nights is just, I don't think it works for spring football. I don't really like Thursday night football in the NFL, if I'm being completely honest with you. So the fact that the USFL has completely condensed their games into just two days on the weekends when you're typically free for most people, uh, I, that's a plus for me. I'm all in on that, and I, I hope that they keep it that way. I don't want to see that change. Keep your games Saturday and Sunday. Give me something to do on the weekends if I don't have any plans, or make it my plan. You know, keep those games there, and on Saturdays and Sundays, if I know I don't really have anything going on, I know that I'm going to be sitting on the couch watching some spring football. I love that they're keeping it consistent with that as well. I really enjoy just the Saturday and Sunday scheduling from last year. Glad that's not changing. And I'm glad it's going to be on TV every single game. And it's optional if you want to go to the streaming thing. That was, again, my, probably one of my biggest complaints from last season in terms of just watching the games was, I, I, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Peacock's interface. So I'm all for them having the games on TV, but the option is there for those that you like it. But that's pretty much a big summary of what's going on as far as how the TV deal is going to work for season two of the USFL. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions. If you made it all the way to the end of this video, I just listed out a whole lot for you to kind of digest and talk to me back about. I would love to hear. So fire away in the comment sections down below. We are getting very close. We are like just over a month away from some USFL football. Training camp officially starts this week. If you were not aware of that as well, we will obviously be talking USFL as we lead our 
way into the start of the season. I'll have power rankings and picks coming up within like the two weeks prior or so, within one to two weeks of the actual first couple of games that they have on that Saturday, April 15th. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'll cover news beyond that as we work our way as well. All the USFL content, all the time. And if you're an NFL fan, I'm covering free agency stuff all week long. My first recap for day one of free agency will be live later on tonight. So make sure you don't miss on that as well. But that is it for me. Again, I appreciate you if you made it all the way to the end of the video. I will see you all next time. Have a good one.